I think that ties into a case that um, that Hansen describes like early in his book um, where, you know, the Salem witch trials were not the first time that Cotton Mather became aware of a kind of witch situation in New England um, because there was a there was a guy named John Goodwin whose several children became uh, kind of started exhibiting these systems in 1688 like a few years before the Salem trials and um, and I guess yeah that um, he also mentions the Arctic Circle which I looked up and uh, honestly kind of reminds me of uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer victim and also the headless uh, statue in Tony Podesta's house um, Mm. the Arch of Hysteria um uh, it's almost exactly the same. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the, there were things like that. He he mentions elsewhere, uh, I think later on, there were uh, in the book that there were there were levitation claims during Salem. But in this John Goodwin case, Cotton Mather was a medical student at the time. And he actually went and um, I think he brought some of these children into his home after a certain point to study them. And he, you know, he left behind a lot of notes and things like that. Um, and, and genuinely, like, he was more focused on helping them recover from this kind of, you know, curse or possession or whatever than he was, um, you know, trying to hunt down the sickos who did this, um, which I guess, you know, would maybe change later. But he mentions a few things, like, you know, he said, yay, their heads would be twisted almost round. It sounds exactly like The Exorcist. And, uh, like, you know, crawling on the ceiling, uh, doing the arc the circle in a weird way, um, you know, speak, not being able to speak or speaking in weird kind of dissociative you know, almost like multiple personalities kind of stuff. And, you know, the person that was arrested in that case was uh, was Anne Glover, who was an Irish woman who was a housekeeper of John Goodwin, right? And um, in the summer of 1688, Martha Goodwin, who was 13, um, accused Anne Glover's daughter of stealing... Well, I'm reading from the Wikipedia, so take this with a grain of salt. Um, He accused Anne Glover's daughter, who also worked for them, of stealing laundry. This caused Anne to have a fierce argument with Martha and the Goodwin children, which then supposedly caused them to become ill and start acting strangely. The doctor who was called suggested it was caused by witchcraft uh, because he could not offer another diagnosis or heal the children. And that was also a thing that Hansen mentions, which is like doctors commonly in the 17th century would diagnose things they couldn't explain with perhaps it was witchcraft. Um, So that was like really kind of normal. And, you know, Hansen talks about, you know, good wife Ann Glover, who was, I think, the last person to be hung for witchcraft in Boston. And eventually, I think, uh maybe got um yeah so she was actually hung before uh the Salem witch trials began but was the last person in Boston proper to be yeah. hung there and i don't know i mean there is a let's see uh there was evidence brought into the court uh, oh yeah that so... was a very point uh, i think he calls it like the most clear cut case of witchcraft uh cause yes they were, he like, says yeah this is with goat's hair in them yeah, yeah he says there there has never been a more clear-cut case of witchcraft uh because they found several small images or puppets or babies made of rags and stuffed with goat's hair and other such ingredients and yeah he says the uh image magic is the commonest form of black magic uh the impulse behind it survives even when belief in magic is gone as anyone knows 
knows who has torn up the photograph of a person with whom he was angry. College students are obeying the same impulse when they hang or burn someone in effigy, and it is worth noticing that hanging and burning were the means of executing witches. What is most important is that her witchcraft plainly worked and in no indiscriminate fashion. When she tormented one of her dolls, one of the Goodwin children fell into sad fits. When it is remembered uh, that in a society which believes in witchcraft, the violent hysterical symptoms to which the Goodwin children were subject not infrequently terminate in death, it cannot be said that the Boston court acted either harshly or unjustly. Indeed, when one considers the ferocity of 17th century English law, simple hanging seems almost a lenient sentence. Oh, <laughs> uh, word. Okay. But, but hey, but uh, you know what, though? You know what, though? When Glover was on her way to the gallows, she announced that the children's afflictions would not cease at her death because others had a hand in the witchcraft as well as she, and the afflictions did indeed continue. Well, yeah, I guess his idea is that, like, if when witchcraft works, you know, if these malicious uh, occult activities actually have an effect, like, it is pretty, you know, uh, evil to do them. I don't know. Uh, that's quite Regardless a bold, of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, what, again, another another strong parallel to Grover Fur was, like, uh, every single one of yeah. these people uh, was absolutely guilty. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, like, well, he does know. say that a lot of it. Like, there was one, like, little child, like, uh, I think Dorcas, uh, yeah. who, who died. I forget what her last name was. Dorcas Good. Wait, um, was the five-year-old executed? Yeah, she. she <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, you know, so I yeah, mean, that yeah, was a little problematic. Um, uh, yes, um, and I, I guess Mather, if only Cotton Mather had been there to to stop the madness. Um, but yeah, well, I uh, mean, there there were a couple. Well, Cotton Mather was kind of around this at the time, but he was, you know, he was in medical school, and well, Cotton he, Mather was involved with the the Glover thing, but uh, you know, yeah. in that case, he had to do it. It was yeah, <laughs> it was he, he did say that when when she yeah um, when she came into his home that he observed flying not not in a way that was uh not in a way that she would like fly off into the air like a bird but that she could like jump extra kind of high and like like it it was at a level uh that was kind of physically impossible for a human um but she could kind of like lift up in the air and like levitate a little bit for like a moment and uh and stuff like that so you know he he ended up being basically i guess he saw his kind of a you know point of interest in all of this was because he was kind of a an ideological opponent of the so-called sadducees you know the, the sort of not really materialist, but like materialist for their time. Um, he thought that this was maybe a golden opportunity to kind of get into the, the evidentiary record, like a real case of like witchcraft, like a real like witch conspiracy going on. And if he could kind of, you know, study the symptoms and all these other things that he could basically convince these, you know, Sadducees out, these doubters out here that in fact the spirit world existed. Because, yeah. like we said, the other people, even though they were still Christians, were kind of doubting this idea that there was, like, a spirit world. And that, you know, basically that witches, even though the, pretty much everybody believed that they existed to some degree, they believe, well, you know, they obviously can't do anything because there there is no kind of spirit realm that they can call on. And, and yeah. Mather strongly disagreed with that. But he wasn't saying, like, hey, let's go let's just, like, execute everybody and, uh, and all that stuff. He still believed that you had to take a kind of prudent approach to yeah. investigating Yeah, he definitely believed in the crime of witchcraft, as most people did. But he was definitely, like, you know, a more restrained person. 
And, like, uh, it's actually similar. It's interesting that uh, Good Wife Glover was Irish and really couldn't even speak English and really just spoke Irish uh, and had to, yes. like, have a translator. Uh, well, that, that was, like, I, I was going to mention, like, that's how she actually got sentenced to death. And I think maybe we could say that, like, you know, maybe not the best jurisprudence ever. They basically asked her to recite the Lord's Prayer. And um, I guess, I don't know, the way Hansen describes it is that she did start doing it. She did start saying, you know, the Pater Noster, but then, like, couldn't get past like certain lines in it and like as hard as she tried she couldn't bring herself to say these words but if you look on wikipedia here we go through the looking glass and it says well you know um she was seen as a scandalous old irish woman very poor and a roman catholic and obstinate in idolatry which is i guess what cotton mather said about her um but i think they're they're kind of doing a thing there where it sounds like like they're saying that because she's a catholic she's like a devil worshiper which Maybe he, like Loki, had a bias against Catholics, but well, they're almost making it seem like a one-to-one. I think he's talking about all the say, magic he, she. Uh, well, you he know, does admitted say that she doing. couldn't recite her Paternoster. You know. Uh, well, yeah. She, though this website, uh, it said, said uh, the, she could not repeat it if she might have all the world. So it, well, exactly. Know, yeah. 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 It's but of course, it's, it's written. She had some kind of like block or whatever happening. You know. That, that's what but, the yeah. impression I get from Hansen's book. But then when you read the summary on Wikipedia, it says, you know, at, at her trial, it was demanded of her to say the Lord's Prayer. She recited it in Irish and broken Latin, but was unable to say it in English. So. You know, and then there was a belief that an inability to recite the Lord's Prayer was the mark of a witch. And, um, you know, so that's been kind of saying, like, oh, like, there they go again. There, you know, basically that because she couldn't speak English, she was declared, um, you know, guilty, even though that when, you know, uh, when Hansen describes it in more detail, the context of that is different. It's not simply, it sounds like they're just being like kind of like mean to like this Irish lady and mm-hmm. kind of saying, huh, well, you can't say it in English. <laughs> That's proof. And almost like in a very, you know, deliberately like mendacious kind of way, you know, um, like, uh, you know, finding a little trick to do that she can't, you know, attest yeah, that she but can't the pass. Investigation, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the drowning thing or whatever, yeah. like, you know, but really there is like a whole thorough investigation and all this stuff. You know, suggesting that she practiced witchcraft was, like, discovered, including these dolls stuffed with, like, goat hair, um, you know, and, like, spittle being applied to them and things like that. Uh, you know, that's, like, kind of a lot in a way. Yeah. But, uh, and, um, yeah. And, and I think uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, she basically kind of, um, she, she gave many pronouncements that basically kind of implied that, yeah, like, she implied that she was under some kind of pact where, like, she could not say the yeah, words. Yeah, she wasn't tortured or anything, right? But she no, still, no, I don't like, believe so. She still basically said that she served the devil. Uh, yes, and then called out that like because there's like a conspiracy of witches, uh, the the torment of these children will go on after my death. That doesn't sound like the words of a yeah, wrongly accused person. It doesn't. Like, regardless um, of whether or not you think she like actually affected those things on them, it sounds like she thought that she affected those things on them, um, or or was you know maybe cra- you know quote unquote crazy or something like that. I, I noticed here though um, this this Wikipedia article that's quite slanted um, kind of tells on themselves a little bit because they do admit that um, 
There are several statements as testaments as to her final words. Yeah, it even says here, when she was taken out to be hanged, she said that her death would not relieve the children of their malady. There are several statements as to her final words. According to some, she said that the children would keep suffering because she was not the only witch to have afflicted them. But when asked to name the other witches, she refused. Another account says that Glover said that, that, that killing her would be useless because it was someone else who had bewitched the children. Either way, Anne Glover did believe in witches. Now, here's the important part. A Boston merchant who knew her, Robert Califf, said that, uh, quote, Goody Glover was a despised, crazy, poor old woman, an Irish Catholic who was tried for afflicting the Goodwin children. Her, be- her behavior at her trial was like that of one distracted. They did her cruel. The proof against her was wholly deficient. The jury brought her guilty. She was hung. She died a Catholic. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, Robert Califf, what are you doing hanging out with Anne Glover? Hmm. Wow. What are you doing, man? Because was this as guy we'll see, Catholic? Because that would explain a lot. Like the way he said she died a Catholic, um, kind of made him seem like he. It says on his Wikipedia article that he might have attended a dissenting academy, um, which would make him a Protestant. But it was weird that he would be like she died a Catholic. She died a Catholic. Um, um and and so it's, it's like worth noting. I think maybe we've mentioned. That I don't know if we mentioned him once or twice, but Robert Califf almost became the um, sort of like the Trotsky to like uh, uh, Colin Mather, Cotton Mather, Stalin in a way. Like, um, it, it, if one had not like ordered the, the assassination of the other um, right um, after these trials, the... because they, they both lived for a while after that, and they basically it was Robert Califf who was a wealthy cloth merchant in Boston who kind of launched the first of a series of kind of diet of denunciations of the Salem witch trials and particularly had it out for Cotton Mather, who he was the actually, I think the first person to sort of put Cotton Mather at the heart of this uh, judicial conspiracy to wrongly Uh, accuse people. We need a heroic pro Cotton Mather Wikipedia editor to step up because the Robert Califf article is also very slanted. It says Mather unsurprisingly refuses to directly address many particulars of Califf's book, but rather accused Califf of being a follower of Satan and uses select quotes from the Bible intended to put the merchant Califf in his place, including Exodus 22-28, thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. Uh, But we read from his replies and that's not the tone that he took with him. He was like, you're injured if humble servant, you know, like he was like, please, like, you know, let me provide a fuller account of like that's And like he gave all this testimony to what happened, like, you know, so there's an incredible slant, anti, uh, anti-Mather slant in the yeah, Wikipedia no, article. The, the lies, uh, yeah, the lies of the Calif- the Caliphites, uh, yes. basically. Wow, talk, talk about a real Caliph, or an evil Caliphate, uh, probably a leap. <laughs> For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Frequency at patreon.com slash subliminaljihad.